You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 205. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 205. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Well, happy Memorial Day to you, Mr. Smith. Well, hello there. I, I would like to say, even though you are not a fallen soldier... I would, I'm not a fallen soldier. I would like to thank you so much for your service. Thank you. In our United States Air Force. And <laughs> I also, I think it's really imperative. I mean, obviously we're starting on or such a serious note. I wasn't, serious. I wasn't even intending to do this. But I think a lot of times we look at Memorial Day as like, shit, I can't get my package in the mail. Or I'm going to go do a barbecue. And we forget what it's actually really about. That's true. And to be able to honor all of the people who have paid the ultimate price for our freedom and that's so i it's not something to be taken lightly and i really encourage everybody out there if if you know anyone who is in the service or has lost somebody in combat that you share with them your appreciation today i think it's really important we mostly look at it just like a bank holiday and exactly day drink another day uh, another three-day weekend yeah but i think it's important or a kickoff to the summer Right. Yeah. Exactly. So well, anybody out there who's been affected, huge, huge love and gratitude to you. I saw a shirt the other day and uh reminded me, heroes don't wear capes. They wear dog tags. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Oh, that's great. On that note, hello to everybody and welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome. We are going to be doing a listener submission. Ooh. Today, so if you weren't not if you were not aware of this, we do have an opportunity where you can submit show topics to us. If there's something that you would like us to sound off on on the pod, all you have to do is actually I would suggest just going to the show notes page at thejoyjunkie.com/slash/two-zero-five, and you'll see a little section there that will say submit a show topic, and you can click on that and let us know what you'd like us to talk about. So we're going to do that today. And it is all around this idea of how do I support my partner when they're really going through something rough, when they're kind of in a funk, whether it's from dealing with maybe an ailment, and we'll talk all about all of it, but possibly, you know, not happy in their job, et cetera. How do you support them and how do you be in partnership throughout something like that? Mm-hmm. So we're going to dig into that quite a bit, but I do have a really, really exciting announcement. Oh, you do? I do. What is it? Oh, my gosh. Okay. So you may know, everybody may know listening, that I do retreats throughout the year. Well, for the last two years, I've done one called Triple T, or Tanning Tacos and Transformation. Yeah. And we have done I know the one. You know the one. I have done it more in a retreat format. Yeah, a retreat format. Yeah. Where it's a smaller group, you know, it's all inclusive and it's considerably more expensive. Like it's a definitely, 
you pay for that richness of that experience. It's a destination retreat. Right. Yeah. This year, we've decided to switch up the model and we're going to, you know, kind of play around with it and see how it works. But we've decided to take Triple T and move it into a conference style. Interesting. So what this means is you can come to Triple T conference for far less expense. And you oh, wow. you get to decide how much you spend on food. You get to decide how much you spend on lodging, all of that stuff. Like you can make it as extravagant or as minimalistic as you choose. I'm thinking that because it's going to be hosted in Huntington Beach, California. Whoop, whoop. HB. This is going to be my my stomping grounds. I mean, it our hotel where it's being held at, it's called the Shore Break Hotel in Huntington Beach. You see the you can see the beach. Like from where you are, you just walk straight over. It's on the boardwalk, basically. Beautiful. It's absolutely stunning. It's incredible. So triple T conference dot com. You can read all about it. You can get in on the early bird pricing. We are already starting to fill up. It's incredible. Whoa. Nice. And you have a bunch of different options there. We've secured a really fantastic room rate for the hotel that we're we're having it at. And they just did a complete remodel. It's super surfer meets kind of hipster. Like it's really cute how they've redone it and decorated. It's gorgeous. So let's talk about Triple T, what we're talking about. So Triple T stands for Tanning Tacos and Transformation. So there will be a taco welcome party. Obviously, we'll be located at the beach so you can get some tanning during your time, your downtime. <laughs> and then the transformation piece is going to be up to us. And we will be talking about three major pieces that really highly influence your personal growth. So the first day, we're talking about all things inner critic. We're going to be adjusting addressing fear and how that is a major force in our behavior. We're also going to be talking about the second day, uh, confidence, all things confidence. And finally, we're going to be talking about communication. So if some of the things that I'm addressing today really hit home, we're going to be digging into that considerably more at TTT. Triple, Triple T, T conference, conference dot com. com. Yes. Or you can always find it on the show notes page for this particular episode, which is thejoyjunkie.com slash 205. But it's really an incredible opportunity. First of all, we're able to accommodate far more people because we're doing conference style. Right. We're able to keep the cost extremely low and do payment plans. So not only is it low already, but you can still break that up. So we're making it more accessible to people. That's if awesome. you're local to Southern California, you can probably just drive in it each yeah. day if you wanted. Right. And if you want to stay there, we have excellent room rates, like I said. And you can have up to four people in one room. Anyway, you can read all about it at tripletconference.com. And it really is such a cool opportunity because you get three different life coaching perspectives on a major topic. And so we're going to dig into different elements of confidence, different elements of communication. Because you guys, all three of you, come from a different angle. That's right. Yeah. That's exactly right. If you want in, we do have limited spots. I mean, we obviously have, we can accommodate far more than we can when we do a retreat, but your real sense of urgency is around the early bird pricing because that is very limited, only for another, I think, week and a half or so. If you want in, be sure to 
to visit and check it out. And we also have included a lot of information from our past retreaters who have gone through this exact curriculum and what they've taken away from that. Like what, how did that change their life? How did mm-hmm. learning about communication actually change how they dealt with their ex or dealt with their spouse or their business partners? How did the talks on confidence help them start their own businesses and create things in their lives that they were really looking for? So please nice. read their experiences. I think that's the, because uh, yeah. they're in the same boat. It's exactly. You know, the other thing to think about is um, because it's lower price point, more people are going to be able to do it. So that early bird is going to sell out quick. Yeah, that's yeah, true. So it's something to think about. We're really, really excited about this model. Some tacos on us. Tons of transformation. I mean, you get to meet us in person and we are such a hoot. And there's a cat somewhere involved. Isn't there? A taco cat. Yeah. Taco, taco cat has become our <laughs> mascot. Our mascot over the years, <laughs> which we didn't realize. There's actually a band called the Taco Cat. Is there really? We didn't know that. Oh, that's funny. All right. So let's pass it over to you. I've been talking a little too much. All right. Let's get into the Would You Rather segment. Would you rather... All right. <laughs> I love how you do that. <laughs> Today's would you rather is, would you rather go skydiving blindfolded <gasps> or scuba diving in murky water? Oh, Jesus. Kenneth Bryan. You know. <laughs> I told you this one's going to get you. Oh, these are not my favorite things. Not at all. These two are probably my biggest fears. Biggest fears. I, they're, they're, I mean, one of them is a pretty big fear of mine, but the other one isn't. Scuba diving in murky water? Yeah. Oh, my God. Ah, I want to crawl out of my skin right now. <laughs> okay, so I I think I would actually choose that one. Which one? The, the scuba diving in murky oh, water. Oh, yeah? I think I would, even though I'm terrified of ocean. Mm-hmm. I just feel, especially, so in California, this is not like being in the Bahamas or Hawaii where it's like crystal waters and you can see everything. It's, I feel like you could come face to face with a shark just by turning around. But <laughs> the idea of jumping from a plane is such an incredible hell no to me, like beyond, like everything in my body is like humans are not supposed to be here. Mm. I And I know you would be like, that's fine. You've yeah. done it plenty of times. Plenty of times. I, oh, I, I guess I would have to choose the murky water yeah. scuba diving. How about you? Because scuba diving is, I mean, uh, because uh, skydiving is just not an option it, for you. It is so. So far to the realm of options that blindfolded is to the extreme of that. <laughs> well, that would be almost better. But then my mind would be. How close are you to the ground? Yeah. Right? I just, See, that's I what can't. I go through. I'm like, if you're blindfolded, like you'd have to have somebody tell you when to when to pull your ribcord well you would be tandem no you'd be oh on your own. fuck no fuck no <laughs> oh no 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 No, you're on your own if i'm gonna go down i'm gonna go down with somebody else who it's their fault i i think uh, <laughs> your chances of dying are higher as skydiving blindfolded than they are scuba diving in murky water oh you think absolutely okay well, so, there's my decision. So I would say, you know, most people would pick. I think it would be kind of fun to skydive blindfolded. Of course you do. Yeah. Of course you it's do. It's not that fun to sky uh, to scuba dive in murky water, though. It's just no, not fun. It's you not don't get to see anything. Yeah, it's no, there's no reward. I'd be so, terrified no matter what. But I'm going to go uh, skydiving. 
All right. Well, we would love to hear what you would rather. So if you go over to Instagram, that's where I tend to hang out. You can find me under the handle at the Joy Junkie. Find the latest meme for this episode and just share in the comments what you would rather. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, this is not, <laughs> not good. All right. So I want to talk about how we can support a partner who's kind of going through some shit. And we had a recent situation with that where you were dealing with a loss in your family. And I think anytime there's like a disruption to how the relationship has been operating, whether it's somebody goes through a job loss, maybe they're dealing with an ailment that has really changed their physicality or they've gained a lot of weight or lost a lot of weight or are dealing with a death or lot, you know, we can go through these various different chapters. And if you're not the person going through it, but you're partnered with somebody who is, it can be challenging to know how, how you can help them mm-hmm. and what you can even do about it. So I want to read this topic submission that we received from a audience member. So she says, I've been hooked on your show and your free worksheets these past few weeks, pod binging to catch up, but in a really healthy, self-aware, non-hiding from my own <laughs> shit kind of binge, That's awesome. <laughs> which I appreciate it. And I love how so many of the topics have already resonated with me so deeply. My topic revolves around the ups and downs of a relationship. I love my partner dearly, and he has made me happier than I have ever been. However, due to a recent shitty situation, his career goals and aspirations have been squashed. Mm. I feel as though he has always placed too much emphasis on his career in that it seems that it seems to be his biggest only source of happiness or thing that makes him feel the most dissatisfaction or the thing that makes him feel the most satisfied or dissatisfied in life. I struggle with this for a few reasons. First, as a nurse, it is my nature to want to be the fixer, the problem solver. It's your nature to nurture. Maybe she needs she needs a, a helper monkey. <laughs> or a task weasel. Or a task weasel. <laughs> oh my gosh. And so she wants to solve the problem and in turn she feels very helpless. Also more poignant is that his dissatisfaction with his career path turns into dissatisfaction with life, which is something I can't help but make feel personal. Like perhaps I'm not good enough to make him happy. I feel as though he takes our wonderful life for for granted and isn't able to enjoy gratitude or really feel joy, joy towards all the good we have in our life. We are very open about talking and have done some of Gottman's guided counseling. That's John Gottman, by mm, the way, if yeah. you need to look him up. Here, I'm going to put that in the links too because he's a great resource. And he is receptive to me when I tell him how I feel and he has good insight as well. I just wish that I could shake the sad out of him. Mm. Yeah, I think we've all been in that place, whether it's with a child, a best friend, a sibling, where you just want to take their pain away. You don't want to watch them suffer. So we're going to talk about that. Totally. The points I made today, which were stealing some wisdom from your podcast, is I like you when you like you, which is a famous Mr. Quote, Mr. Quote, Mr. Mr. Smith quote. Mr. Quote, quote. Mr. Quote, quote. And then also talk about him needing to be more present in order for us to both be giving 100, 100% during this hard time. I feel like he hears what I'm saying, but it doesn't change the self-guilt and sadness he is feeling inside. 
I feel myself starting to get drained and feel at a loss. I know this is an earful, but I appreciate any input you may have. I am, uh, and then she just says, I'm hoping to maybe meet you one day, which that would be amazing. Thank you guys for all that you do. Okay. First of all, we got to give her a huge warm fuzzy. Warm fuzzy. fuzzy. Yay! You know what she needs? <laughs> warm fuzzy. A warm fuzzy. Thank you so much for sharing that because I know sometimes when when people submit topics, it feels like you're the only person struggling with it. And it's like, what do I do? How do I uh, help? Yeah. I, I feel helpless. So a couple of things that I really want you to know. First of all, there are internal components, like how you need to deal with you versus the external components of dealing with your spouse in a relationship. So there's kind of, there's two different pieces to the puzzle, Mm -hmm. how you need to be there for yourself and then how you need to be there for your partner or what you need to ask for a request from your partner. And even though they're tied together, they do definitely stand on their own. The first thing that I really want you to consider I've mentioned this quite a few times before on the pod, is to ask him how you can support him best during this time. A lot of times when we feel emotional pain, even physical pain, I, I mean, you think about if you put your hand over a stove and or a hot flame, it's like your instinct is to pull back. When we feel anything that's an emotional pain, like not being able to help our partner and feeling so lost or sad or despondent, we will naturally want to fix it. We will naturally want it to stop the same way we pull our hand away from the flame. If we're experiencing pain with our partner, we're going to try to make that stop. And usually what that looks like is we try to fix it. We try to give them what they, what we think they need. Like, oh, you know what you need? You need to listen to this podcast I'm always on or listening to. You need to... Go see a therapist. You just need to do this. You just need to think positive. And what they really need is you to ask them what they need so that they can tell you. Exactly. Otherwise, you're just kind of forcing what you think that they should do. Guessing. Yeah. You need to know that it will likely always be that instinct. You will likely always feel that compulsion and impulse to to try to fix it. And you that will be a part of your personal growth is to not jump to the fix it place. Absolutely. I can't tell you how many times I've worked with clients or students where they're like I don't want my husband to fix it. Here we are with this situation where the roles are slightly reversed here, but the impulse is typically the same that I don't want you to fix it. You know, that's the response is, I don't want you to fix it. I just want you to be there for me. I want you to be encouraging. I don't want suggestions right now. That's far more common than somebody being like, yay, I love all your suggestions. Thank you for trying to fix it. (laughs) Right. Well, I don't, you're probably going to get to this, but um, if I just might add in my own anecdote. Sure. I personally had a, um, my, I broke my arm. And I, I went through a lot with that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, when I got on the other side of all of that, I actually am a stronger person. Right. Um, and I found a lot more things because I did lose, uh, you know, my job. Mm-hmm. I work with my hands. So with a broken arm, I couldn't do it. Right. 
So my fulfillment was lost in my, you know, in my work. That's right. Um, and I realized how much I put into that. So I'm hoping that in, in these types of situations that you can kind of step back and go, there's learning to be had here. It doesn't need to be fixed right away because it takes a little bit for that to, to gestate and, and get to the point where it festers and they go, okay, I've got to do something about this. And That's they right. change what they're doing, right? That's how you grow is in those moments. So perfect that you said that because the second point, <laughs> I said, give him the space to process. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's the same as true for little kids. It's like you want to save them from every little thing, but that's not how they learn. They don't learn by you being overly productive. Right. They learn by going through obstacles and finding their own resilience. The same is absolutely true for our partners and spouses. This is clearly a mammoth loss for him. He is grappling with something really big. And for men and women, career in particular is a lot of our identity. Whether or not you feel like he has too much invested in his career or too much of his identity enveloped by this piece of his life is not really up for discussion right now. The point is, is that he is hurting and he is really grappling with something that's knocked him down and he deserves to be able to wade through those waters without a lot of chastising or nagging. Now, that doesn't mean that he gets to stay there forever. And I'm going to get to that as well. But keep in mind that these sorts of instances, like even you breaking your arm and the great arm break of 2014. That's right. That was a season. It was a chapter. It was not something that we thought, okay, here's how the rest of our lives are going to be. It was, how do we wade through these murky waters? Which I'm going to get to, to give you some ideas of how you can collaborate. The very, very first thing for you to know is ask him how you can support him best. And then really step back and allow him to have the permission to go through his own process. Hmm. Nice. The third thing is to get really clear about what you need and ask for it, even if it's not from him. So I'll tell you a little bit of a story about this. Years and years and years ago, my best friend at the time was going through a very traumatic, challenging divorce. And in our relationship during that particular season, I became 100% the support. I was always there for her. I was making sure that I was creating times for us to get together. I was always thinking of her, sending her information. And I felt very void in anybody really being there for me. I didn't yeah. feel like I had that reciprocity in a friendship. Now, in that situation, she really did not have the capacity or, as I often say, the bandwidth to actually be there for me too. It was all she could do to get up every day and just go to work in the midst of that horrible thing. It wasn't something that she could really be for me during that time period. Right. That meant that any needs that I had in that friendship, whether it was we were always creative together. We got together and had awesome meals together. We did crafts or we read books or we conversed about certain things. Those needs I needed to have met elsewhere. Right. 
recognizing that I deserve to have those needs met, but she may not be in the place where she could actually meet them. And that is exactly what happens when our partner goes through something really rough. When they are being drained and depleted of all of their own mental and emotional faculties, it's very hard for them to also be what you need. It's also kind of a a misconception, I think, in the relationship world, and it's really not something that we've seen even until the last couple of decades, that our partners are supposed to be everything for us, that they're supposed to be our absolute confidant and best friend, and we share all the same hobbies, and we're totally in sync sexually. And there's a lot of demand to make our intimate partnership everything. Everything. Right. And there are things that I'm highly supported by, not from you, like from my coaching community. How dare you? How dare you? (laughs) Or things like adventure. I'm not a good person to help you with your adventure bug. That is so much better for you to get fostered from a friendship. All of that to say, you might be in a place where the certain things that you turn to him for, like maybe it's getting everything out from your long day. Maybe right now you might have to turn to a best friend for that or a colleague or something like that. Or a helper monkey. Or your helper monkey. Or a tiny rhino. <laughs> or a tiny rhino, if you will. <laughs> if you if you have the luxury of having you a tiny rhino. The luxury rhino. of a tiny rhino, go for it. My point there is I'm not giving you this is not necessarily saying like, okay, if 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 it's a sexual issue, go get your sexual needs met elsewhere. I'm not saying that. That's not really. That's not what you're saying. That's not what I'm saying. You might have to masturbate a little more often (laughs) sometimes during these chapters. There's that's okay, but just know it's a season. It doesn't mean that this is going to be like this forever. But get really clear on what do you need during this phase, during this career lull that he's having, and get it out on paper, and then look at what are the things that I really need from him that I do really need to express and say, even though this is hard for you, here's what I need. Can mm-hmm. you please just ask me how my day was? Yeah. Can you still just at least text me once a day? Can we have this open for conversation? Right. What are those things that you can ask for? And then also looking at who else in your life can also support you through this and be what you need. Just because someone's going through a hard time in their life doesn't mean that they can be void of a relationship. Right. You know, they don't get a free pass just to not show up. Right. That's right. Like you still have to be a partner. Right. Right. You just have to give some space and leeway to the person. It's not like they can just like, all right, you do your thing. I'll do mine for months. That's exactly right. And putting a container around it is extremely important, which I'm going to talk about here in a second. All right. But like, like for instance, with you, when you go through your rigorous teaching schedule, during that that three-month chapter, I know and I gear up for a little less Mr. Smith, a little less connection, <laughs> a little less Amy being the most important thing. Yeah. And we have built out a plan to weather those times. Right. And we've looked at, okay, date night is totally sacred and we both show up and we put in tons of effort. Yes. Again, knowing that it's temporary and it's limited and there is an end in sight, right? So that piece is is pivotal. 
here's what I want to say about point four. Create a plan together about how you want to tackle this chapter. Part of that plan may be a time container where it's, hey, what are you thinking? Do you need a couple of months to marinate on this? Do you have a game plan? I My fear is that this will become a new way of life or this will become mm. a new normal. And that and that is problematic. That well, is, that's fair to be scared of that. Absolutely. But I, I think the important thing that you're kind of bringing up here is that you have to communicate about it. Yes. And there's a... Isn't there like a whole day on communication at your conference? I'm so glad you brought that up, Mr. <laughs> Smith. Thank you. God, you're so fucking good. Yes, there is. And one of the the other coaches, one of the other colleagues of mine, her name is Kira. She works primarily in the realm of relationships, primarily with dating scenarios and singles. But mm. she talks a lot about preparing for a relationship. And a lot of that is communication, how we learned how to love. She does this whole awesome exercise on what we were taught as children and how that permeates our current relationships and how we communicate. Oh, wow. She does a whole piece on love languages, which is fantastic. Nice. Every time she delivers this stuff, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm taking notes. And nice. Andrea's talking to me and I'm like, quiet, I'm trying to listen to Kira. <laughs> taking notes. But yeah, we talk a lot about communication. I go into a whole seven-step process that I never have shared on the pod. I only share it in my in my courses and programs about how to broach really challenging conversations like this. Mm-hmm. If these are areas that you want to unfold and increase your awareness and have new tools, this would be amazing for you. Again, any type of information that you want about this, you can see the entire curriculum breakdown. Just head over to triple T conference.com triple t triple t triple t all right so back to your creating a plan together so i would sit down and have a conversation about all of this and i will oftentimes use this phrase and say my instinct is i want to fix it Mm -hmm. my instinct is i want to tell you all the things that i would do Tell me what I can be for you. Tell me what you really want to hear. So you can very easily, when you sit down to create this plan, say, here's where I'm pulled. I'm compelled. My instinct, using that sort of language and saying, but I know that's about me. And that might not be what you will find the most helpful. Right. I know that that pull is coming from my incredible love for you, that I don't want to see you suffering. But I know this is your your journey. And I just want to be the best I can for you while you go through that. That being said, here are some other things that would really mean a lot to me. Going through it and saying like, can I ask you about it? Because that's another thing when you're going Hmm. through a really rocky place and they sometimes want to shut down. Like, I don't want to talk about, you know, my dad passing away. I don't want to talk about how I broke my arm. I don't want to talk about how I just lost my job. I don't want to. There might be a little gestation time, like you were saying, a gestation period where please let me bring it up Yeah. instead of you being the one to ask him about it. You, you set the ground rules and then you know whether it's something you should bring up or wait to be, wait for them to. Exactly. Spelling out that in your plan, may I ask you how you're, how you're, doing today or how you're feeling may i ask you what's up with with your job prospects can i can i ask you about that and then 
specifically, what words do you want me to say? There are times when my best friend and I have talked about stuff and she's and she has said, please don't say these specific words. They're so triggering for me. Hmm. And I would have thought that I was being super helpful. And I'm like, oh, good to know. Done and done. I'll just won't say that. Perfect. Don't say those. Perfect. And it was totally rectifiable versus me saying that shit over and over again, thinking I'm encouraging. Yeah. And then her being like, like not getting any type of encouragement. Exactly. Ask him exactly how he wants you to ask him. (laughs) And again, saying, here's my instinct. That's a great lead in. Creating some sort of time container where you both feel honored and looking at how do we navigate this chapter. Allowing room for this entire plan to shift. So whatever you identify as like, okay, let's give it three months. Here's how you can approach me. Here's what I need. Here's what you need. All of that. Allow all of that plan to shift. You can bring up like, hey, honey, I know you had asked me to say this. Is that still working for you? And he might say, no, that it's, I find that that infuriates me. Okay, let's alter that and tweak it. Nice. Being able to work, have some workarounds within whatever you create and whatever you establish. And state your requests. State the things that you're asking for. And so maybe if it's he is super, super down in the dumps and you need to just get out of the house, maybe your request is, Penny, I fully support wherever you're at. I do need to get my wiggles out. I do need to paint the town. I need to have some time away. I So my request is if I go out with Jane – or if I go out with a theater company or whatever you're a part of, that you can support me going and getting that need met in a different way. So handle your requests for you when you have this conversation about this plan. Okay, so um, this is just a possibility. When, when that gets met, don't you think that there might be some, like the first thing that comes to my mind that people might be thinking is, oh, if we're going to start moving away from each other if this starts happening. Right. That only happens if you stop communicating altogether. Yeah. Okay. That's where you have to continue to keep your relationship on the radar. You have to nurture the relationship in some approximation. Sure. It just – it doesn't mean you're not nurturing the relationship. It means that it changes how you nurture it. Mm-hmm. So he may have a lot of capacity to still have an awesome date night or to connect with you here and there, he just might have so much on his mind that he's not as good to debrief your day every day. That makes sense. I, yeah, yeah. I just want, it's one of those things like the little insecurity that pops up in your head, like, all right, I'm going through this thing and I can't be that for her, but I want to be that for her and she's going to go somewhere else and get it. And what happens when that, you know, mm-hmm. like, and that's true. valid. That's totally valid. And you have to talk about that. So when you have that conversation, I'm so glad you brought that up. This is really, really such a good point. When you have this conversation about here's some things that that I'm really going to need to get out of my system and I, I don't want you to feel pulled to have to go out with me if you're just in, down in the dumps, here's what I need. And then I need you to also express if you're feeling any insecurity about that and what you're needing and what you're desi- – it all comes down to fucking talking about it. Communicado. It's communicado and it's saying it out 
loud instead of to your best friends and your therapist and everybody else. You have to have the conversation with your partner. Finally, I really wanted to address this point. So this is number five. Where he is at has nothing to do with you being enough. Mm, that's what I, when I first heard her, when you when I first heard you read that, that's what I got from it. Yeah. Of course, that's a natural inclination. Of course, we want to think that the the sun could rise and set with you, you yeah, know, and yeah, that yeah. that's all your spouse ever needs is just you. Mm-hmm. But that's a fuck ton of pressure to put on you. Sure. Because yeah, that, I mean, we are so incredibly multifaceted. There are things that I am wildly fulfilled by with you. And then there's things that I'm wildly fulfilled from my colleagues or from theater. Theater lights something up in my spirit that you can't necessarily give me. You can't become a, an audience for me or a stage or any of those things. I'll be your audience. Oh, oh, Mr. Smith, you're always coming in with those <laughs> audience. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what you get for that? What do I get? You get a warm fucking fuzzy. Yay! A warm fuzzy? All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god we'll play on words there yes yeah, we'll play on words an audience that's great <laughs> it can be extremely easy to collapse your self-worth with how he's feeling it has nothing to do with you honey it yeah. has nothing to do with you you can be wildly happy with your partner and miserable in your career and those two things feel like they're overlapped they're not It really isn't. He might take out his dissatisfaction with his career on you, but that doesn't mean for one second that you're not valuable, that you're not worthy, any of those things. glad you brought that up. And, you know, that's why I was talking about earlier how it hasn't even been within the last decades that we've actually started depending on our spouse to be absolutely everything for us. And I think it's really a disservice. And it also creates wild codependence where I want to be able to have an identity outside of my marriage. I want to be able to be Amy the coach and the friend and the sister besides Amy the wife. Yeah. I want to be the activist and the liberal and the budding thespian and all of these other components besides wife. So allow yourself to be his wife or his partner or whatever that is, Mm. knowing that he has a responsibility to navigate all of those other things. He can navigate them alongside of you. That's what being partnered is about. But it's not that you're responsible for all of those elements of his life. That totally makes sense. And that may be kind of a personal mantra that you have to adopt and listen to of his him not being happy or him not being satisfied or him, him going through this chapter has nothing to do with me being enough. Something like that. So craft yourself a little mantra that you can remind yourself of when it doesn't feel that way. And lean on your support systems. I'm hoping that this has been really helpful for you. Thank you so much for submitting the topics. These are really great. And it was actually perfect timing because we're talking about all of this stuff at the conference coming right. up. Yeah. And I think I think that's kind of everything that I had. Is there anything that you wanted to throw in? No, I think I've added plenty. Thank you for that, too. You really <laughs> – perfect segues. If I do say so myself. You always have the perfect segues. Audience.
audience. All right. To the to the audience. Hope you hope you guys have an awesome, awesome rest of your week, and we'll see you around these parts next week. Here's to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith out.